Everything doesn't have to always be going right for me to experience joy. Everything doesn't have to always look great for me to experience joy. But the joy is on the inside and the contentment of knowing that I'm doing what, what God has called me to do. Hey, hey, everybody. I am Dr. Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. Welcome to another episode of Disrupting Burnout. And I have another phenomenal woman to introduce you all to. Let me tell y'all something. Friendship is something special. And God has a way of connecting you with the people that you need in the season that you need them. And today I have the opportunity to introduce you all to my friend, my sister. And I need to warn you. I need to warn you because every time we get together, I'm telling you the Holy Spirit just speaks and moves and it just like we never know where he's going to take us or where this is going to go. So today we're just going to let you all eavesdrop on our conversation. I want to introduce <laughs> you that. all to my sister, Taisha Andrews. She is a transformational speaker. She is a coach. She is a trainer. She is a realtor. She teaches other folks how to gain wealth through real estate. Listen, she's a phenomenal woman. She's a powerhouse. She's a woman of God. And she yeah. is my friend. Yeah. Taisha, welcome to Disrupting Burnout. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so, so, so excited to be here just to see your face because every time I see your face, that smile just does something to me. <laughs> same, same. Y'all should see us. We're just sending messages back and forth <laughs> throughout the week. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Talk about encouragement. Yeah. Encouragement. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's amazing. It's almost like we grew up together. I feel like we have so much in common. Oh and we literally just recently yeah. met, but it feels like we've been together for years. It so, really does. Whew, Taisha, yeah. let's get into it. Yeah. I want you now. I have my introduction of you, but I want <laughs> you to tell the people, tell the people who you are. Oh gosh. Okay. Of course, like you said, I'm Taisha Andrews. I I am a mother, I'm a wife, I am a lover of Jesus Christ, and today I have a nine-year-old. My son's birthday is today, so he turned nine today, and I have a 15-year-old next week, and I have a 16-year-old who's soon to be 17 here in a second, but um, really, like you said, I, I feel like I, I wear so many hats, and it's so funny because I am always trying to figure out which hat, which hat am I, am I putting on for the moment? But one of the things that I've learned is that in all the things that you named, I feel like there's moments where I'm all those things at the same time. Mm. And I'm learning how to operate as such and not be overwhelmed and be just grateful for all the opportunities that God has allowed me to express myself. So I thank God for all those, those opportunities. And I'm just learning how to operate in them the way that God has gifted me to. So I'm not taking any of them off the table because I love them all, but I'm just allowing God to teach me how to really walk in every last one of them. So, Ooh. yeah. Girl, yeah. you already speaking truth. Listen, because <laughs> you just said you're learning how to operate in all or how to express yourself yeah. in all of the opportunities. That's right. How often do we get overwhelmed by all of our roles, by all of the hats that we wear, by all of our responsibilities, and we forget yeah. that they are opportunities? That's it. They are opportunities. And I think that that is the main thing that I'm learning. And I feel like for years, I've always tried to have to pick one. Well, I have to be this, so I'm going to have to put the other things down. But really learning that the giftings that God has given me, has given you, they don't just flow in one vein or in one lane. He's given them to us to really be able to touch, touch people in every area of our life, everywhere that he sets us. He wants us to be able to express those gifts. And so if we just say, oh, no, this is only for home or this is only for work, that expression of how we sympathize with people or how we empathize with people, how we love on people, how we share, how we um, how we just uh, treat one another. If we just put them into one lane, 
then we are really stifling what God wants to do in our life and, and stifling those people that he wants us to touch. Mm. You, know? uh, you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about purpose versus passion. Right. And how purpose is the innate, unique brilliance that God has put on the inside of you. Right. And passions are those expressions, the way that we deliver that brilliance to the world, the way that we look like our heavenly father, his spiritual DNA. Like when you are living in your purpose, your brilliance, you look just like your daddy. Right. Yeah. And you just (laughs) described that. So you express through motherhood, you yeah. express through working in real estate, you express through speaking and coaching, you express through being a member of John Maxwell's team, you right. express through mentoring folks in real estate and, mm-hmm. and spiritually, but yeah. like all of those you express through being a wife, all of those are expressions of the brilliance that yeah. God gave to Taisha. Mm-hmm. So all of the responsibilities that you have, all the roles that you have, mm-hmm. they are specifically fitted yeah. for you. Yeah. They're specifically ah. fitted for you. Like another woman might look and say, I don't know how she does all that because the yoke is easy and the burden is light. Yeah. That armor was specifically created. It's a custom That's right. fit. That's right. That's right. A custom. Oh, I love that. It's a custom fit. I love that it's a custom fit. And you know, like I know, whenever you try to put something else on your body that's custom fitted for somebody else, it never quite fits right. It kind of the sometimes the shoulders might droop a little bit, sleeves could be too long, pants leg could be too long or too short. It never quite fits right. But like you said, when it's custom made just for you, it's like it molds right to your body. Mm-hmm. It molds and it fits everything about you perfectly. It fits your length perfectly. It fits, uh, it, it snugs just the way it's supposed to snug, where it's supposed to. It's loose where it's supposed to loose. It gives you room to be yeah. able to move. Yeah. Ooh. You know, move yeah. your arms, the expression of your arms, move your feet. It just, t- when I think about that, what you just said though, when I think about that, it's made, it's custom for me to be able to, to be able to flow the way I need to flow. It's not going to be restricting. That's so good. And sometimes we could put something on that belongs to someone else and it could feel like it. It could look like it fits. You ever, you ever put something on and it looks, it looks like it fits. They say, girl, you look good. And you stand to yourself, I look good, but if you only knew how tight these pants are. Girl, I can't breathe. (laughs) I didn't say, girl, them shoes, them shoes today, them shoes look good. And you like, it might look good, but ooh, I can't wait to take these things off. <laughs> yes. So when it's not quite quite fitted for you, perfectly created for you, handmade, then it, it will restrict how you can move, restrict mm-hmm. your flow, restrict where you can go because you start feeling a little uncomfortable. Come on. So watch this, right? So it, re- it restricts your flow. And your movement, right? Yeah. It's heavy. Like you can't mm. figure out why mm-hmm. it's so hard for you to get up in the morning or why mm. it's so hard for you to do the things that you're obligated to do yeah. in your life. It's almost yeah. like you're dragging a heavy weight with you yeah. everywhere you go. It's because you're carrying something that's ill-fitted. And yeah. watch this. Mm. To the inexperienced eye, it mm-hmm. may look like a fit. Right. So we have a sister. Her name is Anita Morris. Right. Mm -hmm. And Anita is a seamstress. She's a designer. She she makes all of her own clothes. Anita and her brand is Anita by Design. Mm Y'all heard her on this podcast before. Anita, her eye is keen. I might look Mm -hmm. at you and say, oh, that's cute. And Anita will look at you and say, "Uh -uh. Uh uh-uh. That's uh, that wasn't made. That's that not, that's not made. That that because the shoulders are off, the neck is off. Yep. Like Anita has an eye that I mm. don't have because of her expertise. So there may be people in your life who are looking at you and just assuming that your life is just beautiful. That's good. 
They're looking at you and they're assuming that you got it all together. Like, what do you have to complain about? Your life is just all tailor made, but you know that you're carrying something that is too heavy for you. You know that you're wearing something that is ill fitted for you. You know that you are walking around with something that God didn't assign to you. And when you get into your flow, when you get into mm-hmm. your flow, it doesn't mean every day is going to be perfect. Can we That's just right. be honest? It doesn't mean every day is going to be perfect, but it does mean that you have freedom and flow mm-hmm. and you know you're right where mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. Yes. Taisha, yes. can you talk to us yes. a little bit about joy? Because I know that joy is something that you share and you talk about joy in the process. So as we're talking Mm -hmm. about this free flow and this tailor made, tell us about joy in the process. So that's that's perfect. Ties into something that you just said when you talked about how other people may look at you. And when they look at you, it looks as though the garment is perfect. It looks as though it fits correctly. When we allow other people to tell us or direct us or guide us and saying that we're flowing and that looks good on you, but you know, it's tight. You know, it doesn't look right, but you are constantly allowing other people. You're taking in their, no, you're doing, no, keep on doing that. But you know, you need to take it off. Okay. And you keep on wearing it because. No, but they expect me. They expect me to wear this. This is what they're expecting me to put on. Even though it's it's a little tight in the arms, this is what they're expecting me to put on. So I'm going to put it on anyway. When we do that, and so speaking for myself, when I allow people to put things on me that aren't, they're not, they wasn't custom made for me. It wasn't created for me. But because of expectations, I allow people to let me, they didn't, they suggested it and I took it off the hanger and put it on. Come on. They suggested it. Oh, you're good at that. You should do that. Oh, yeah. No, keep on doing that. No, that's a direction you need to go in for, for progress and, and to, to continue to grow and for, for this and for that to happen. You need to do this and go in that direction. And when you, when you take off the hanger and you put it on and you know it kind of like, I don't think this is my daddy didn't make this one. My daddy didn't make this one. But you say, I guess maybe if I push the sleeves up a little bit. They won't be so long. That'll work. And I, I, I'll roll the, roll my waistband down <laughs> so, so they don't, won't feel so, so long. My pants won't feel so long. And in that is where I noticed that joy was fleeting. Joy was fleeting. Happiness. Yes. Bouts of happiness. Because we can find happiness in so many different things. We can find happiness in the accomplishments. We can find happiness in the accolades. We can find happiness in walking up on the stage and getting the certificates. We can find happiness in the hand claps. We can ha- find happiness in the high fives and the good jobs. We can find happiness in all that. But for me, I knew that the joy was missing. And the joy was missing because I was wearing something and trying to carry something that wasn't made for me. And so when I looked at the differences between just in my own life, joy and happiness, I had to make a, ooh, I had to have a real talk with myself and understand that I wasn't continually living in or continuously living in joy, but living in bouts of happiness, bouts of confusion, sadness, disappointment, but not joy. And And the difference for me is that in joy, everything doesn't have to always be going right for me to experience joy. Everything doesn't have to always look great for me to experience joy. But the joy is on the inside and the contentment of knowing that I'm doing what what God has called me to do, knowing that I am listening to his voice and that I'm going back to him because he created me and saying, God, is this this is the right fit. This is what what you you gave to me to put on. This is how you created me and understanding that, wow, what I do, what he has formed, created me to do may look different than the other person and what they're doing. It's OK. It's OK because he created me to do this. 
the expressions that we already talked about. And he created them for their purpose in the expressions that they're presenting to the to the marketplace, to the world, to their family, and to those that they have proximity to. And so that's something that I have had to really, really, really walk through, really walk through. And it's been eye-opening for me mm-hmm. because what I realized is that I've operated in more happiness than I have joy. I've operated in more happiness than I than I have joy. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't confusing the two. I just didn't know how to step out of the lane of always seeking being happy mm-hmm. and to understanding that God wants to give me continuous joy in his presence. Come on. And that that's something that a couple it, it actually was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, really brought me to tears because I felt like I know who my creator is. And here I am telling you that what you created just for me isn't good enough. And I want, I want that dress. Okay, stop. Pause. We got a part right there. We, oh my gosh, we got a part back there. Because as you were describing the difference between joy and happiness, mm-hmm. what I heard was compromise, compromise, compromise. Daily. Daily. And sometimes as women, we're taught by culture, we're taught by family that we need, we have to compromise. Yeah. Right. You take what you get and you don't get upset kind of stuff. You take what you get and you don't get upset. But when we have a father who has tailor made a life for us and then what you just said of looking at that perfect father. Yeah. And saying what you made for me is not good enough. Not good enough. Because when we compromise in essence, that's what I feel like I'm saying. When I, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but when I compromise, that's what I feel like I'm saying. What you, what you took time to fashion, what you took time to breathe life into. I want that. Mm. I know you took time and I know that you, you created this in your image, but I like what you made over there. I like the road that they're going down. I like that path that you have them on. And I'm not ashamed to sit here and say that years ago, I would have been ashamed to say that because I would have felt like it made me feel, look as though I'm jealous or I want to want to covet something that somebody else has. But it, it has nothing to do with jealousy or even one to covet what somebody else has. For me, it's not understanding what he had for me. Yes. It had nothing yes. to do with being jealous of someone else or, or wanting what they had. It was just truly not understanding fully what he had for me. Yeah. And so, and, and not knowing that I was looking at what a lot of other people had on. Yeah. 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 That, that's what I felt in my heart as you were saying yeah. that I truly believe that there are women listening right now who don't realize that there's a tailor-made life for you. That there is, there are specific steps, specific experiences, specific roles, yes. specific passions that you were created for. He created you for mm-hmm. the work. <laughs> he created yes. you. There's no life without God. So regardless of the circumstances yes. of your birth, yes. you're here. Yes. You're here. And if you're here, he created you for a specific life, for a specific work. And the life that he created you for is the perfect life for That's you. Right. That's right. You know, it's funny because my, my mom is a seamstress and my mother met Anita. 
And um, it, it was beautiful when they met. But my mom has sewn ever since I was born. She made her first garment when I was born. That's when she first started sewing. And I've watched my mother sew through the years. Very, very um, accomplished seamstress. And I remember when um, people would come to her shop to get garments made. And they would come in with a pattern that they bought at the store and they would hold the pattern and say, this is what I want. And they'd have their pattern and their material. And my mom would say, okay, she would look at the pattern and she would say, this is nice. This is going to look good on you. And they, and she'll set the pattern to the side and she'll say, come on over here. And they would say, well, aren't you going to use the pattern? And she goes, this pattern is, is great to look at, but I'm going to make my own pattern because I want it to fit you for you. Because this pattern, I know you said you're size 12, and this is what the pattern is, a size 12, but this size 12 doesn't fit every size 12 the same way. And I watched my mom, how she would have to craft clothing for individuals. And when it didn't fit right, she would sit there and patiently take it apart and do it again so that it was just the right fit when they left. So there's so much in that when you talk about the right fit and we talk about you know, even the look on people's face when something fits right, yeah. the confidence that we have when it fits right. Mm-hmm. I, it just, it's so much in that. It's its just so much in that. We could it talk about is. that forever. <laughs> it is. It is. And so let's talk about it a little bit more because what you just described of how your mom served her clients mm-hmm. to say, I see this picture that you brought me. I see the vision and it's a beautiful vision. Now step over here and we're going to recreate this vision to specifically fit you. What he, what God has called us to, he didn't call you to do it like anybody else. He didn't call you to do it like Taisha Andrews. He didn't call you Mm. to do it like PBJ. It may be similar, It may be similar work, but it will be specifically fitted to you. And I'll confess, Taisha, like, especially as I'm walking out this vision, like once Mm -hmm. I left my job Mm -hmm. and I'm walking out this ministry, Mm -hmm. I have looked at coaches and others and tried to pattern myself against others who are also walking out their vision. And the most frustrated I've been in this journey is when I'm trying to be like somebody else. That's right. When I release that, when I release that Mm -hmm. and just go into worship and go into prayer and say, God, what do you want of me? What do you Mm -hmm. want this to look like? That is the most peace. Yeah. That's the, when I surrender, when I surrender the how, Mm -hmm. watch this. When I surrender the how, Mm -hmm. Because the reason why I look at other people is because, Lord, how do you want me to do it? How do I do it? it? How do I do it? How do I do it? And God's like, I don't need you. I don't need you to. I know how. (laughs) I don't don't need you out here searching and scraping. and I don't need you out here striving. I know how. I know how. Let me create this vision to perfectly, to perfectly fit you. Tailor made. Yeah. For you. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in looking at other people to see how, see, to try to figure out the how. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get caught up in trying to figure out the how. And one of the things that I think is just so good is that when we do what you just said, it's just surrender and just go into worship and say, God, I just thank you for the vision. I thank you for the vision. That part. And when he begins to show you the how, isn't it interesting how it never lines up with anything that you saw, anything that you, when you were trying to do your own, your own market research, (laughs) it lined up with nothing that you saw. And you're like, this is perfect for me. And, And he's like, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, it is perfect for you, you know, and and that's one of the things that we have to learn is that our uniqueness, Oof. our uniqueness is what God is desiring to use and to use in us, our uniqueness, you know, 
um, he doesn't he he doesn't want us to be alike. He's called us to draw people to him. And he has a unique way that he wants us as individuals to do it because I'm going to draw a crowd of people. You're going to draw the people called to you. And it, and it very well is not going to be the same crowd because the uniqueness that he puts in you is going to speak to their heart because he's going to prep their heart and have them ready. So when you hear Dr. PBJ, come, you know, she's going to draw, she's, he's drawing them. And so I love that about God that it's, it's so, it's not cookie cutter. It's unique. And whenever we can embrace that uniqueness, I'm going to share something that just, it's so funny because I just got it this it was late last night or this morning. I can't even remember what time I got up and grabbed my phone to, to write this. But, at, and I was laying in my bed last night or early this morning and God began to show me um, a book. And in the book, uh, he took a piece of paper out and well, it, a piece of paper ripped out the book and began to float. And God just began to minister to my heart this morning that you're limiting yourself because you're trying to operate within the confines of this book. And he, and, and when he ripped the page, he said, <clears throat> be yourself. Be your, You don't have to be uniform to this book. Be yourself. And he ripped the page. And, and I just saw the page ripping out and the page just floating, just floating. And to me, for me, because of something that I've been praying about, it again was confirmation to me that I want you outside of the box. I want you outside of the norm. Get outside the book. Get you don't have I, I see all these people. I see what they're doing. I see you're trying to follow instructions. You're trying to, you know, follow suit. You're trying to do it right. You're trying to make sure that you follow the algorithm. You're trying to do all the things. It's okay. And so for me, it was just a symbol for me to be free in who he's created me to be. <sighs> I'm taking ripping the page out. You're floating. Be free in who I created you to be. This is freeing me right now in this very moment. So I'm going to tell on myself um, because I sometimes I struggle with where do I fit, God? Like I'm a mm-hmm. professional woman. I've been a professional for 25 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So some people come to me for the professional aspect. How do I lead better? My career path, you know, challenges in the yeah. workplace, specifically in education, because that's mm-hmm. my career field. Mm-hmm. But I'm also Holy Ghost filled. Like I'm I am a preacher. I am a minister. Right. right? But I don't always feel like I I. I fit completely in the church, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. in the church, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have this professional hat as well. And sometimes I feel like I need to be one or the other. And just Mm -hmm. recently, so even specifically concerning my LinkedIn, right? Mm So on my LinkedIn, I share clips of these podcast episodes and I'm like, ain't nobody talking about Jesus on LinkedIn. Like, (laughs) God, what are we doing? (laughs) And no, I'm telling on myself, like, literally within the last week, I was thinking, well, maybe I need to do one set of content for mm-hmm. LinkedIn and another set of ah. content for this. And uh, this part will be ministry and this part will be professional. But as you are speaking, I hear the Lord saying, nah, like, nah, uh, do nah. what I told you. This is tailor made. It's because ta- I'm all of these things. Mm-hmm. I am all of these things. And that com- compartmentalizing mm-hmm. of who we are. Well, over here, I'll be a minister. And over here, I'll be a professional woman. And over here, I'll be a mom and a wife. And over here, that is exhausting. Ex- it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So exhausting. it is freeing me in this moment as you talk about this vision. And, and Taisha is a dreamer, mm-hmm. y'all. She's yeah. a dreamer. God speaks to her in dreams. And as you're sharing your dream and your vision, God's like, no, we, we, you will not. You will not bow to the algorithms. You will not bow to the pattern mm-hmm. of the world. You are a minister who is called to the field of education. You are a minister who is called to corporate. And the people that are assigned to me will hear this call and they will connect. I don't have to pretend that I'm not. That's right. 
I don't have to pretend. And even when I go in, so when I go in to speak at a university or when I go in to speak at a company, I can't always say, Jesus, you know, I can't always, but everything I'm teaching comes from the word of God. Comes from the word. Every because that's all I have and that's all I need. And by the way, friend, that's what you need too, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's still ministry, no matter where I am. And as you were speaking, I hear the Lord saying, No. No, you be exactly mm-hmm. this pattern is specifically yeah. for you. And there is somebody mm-hmm. out there who's straight corporate yeah. and that's all they are. And if yeah. that's what you need, you need yeah. to call them. <laughs> but yeah. if you need breakthrough yeah. in your corporation, mm-hmm. if you need breakthrough in your university, if, if people need to be free mm-hmm. so that they can be their best, best and be brilliant, yeah. that's when you call PBT. That's right. That's right. Ooh. That's right. And And to be okay with that. To be okay with them calling the other person, that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. Man. That's okay. Because it wasn't this my is what assignment. you're going to get over here. <laughs> and, and when I try to do those assignments, they never fit. They never fit. They never, never fit. They oh never gosh. fit. Taisha, you were talking about having trouble moving from just having happy moments mm-hmm. into joy. So can you talk a little bit about how you make that transition from just happy moments or being stuck and happy to living in joy? Yeah. So one of the things that I have been making a number one priority for myself is to Stay out of people's face and get into God's face. Say more. Say more. (laughs) For me, stepping away from always looking for happiness but pursuing joy has looked like me having to say no to so much of the conversations with people, no to so many of the gatherings or outings with people And going back to prioritizing what I know is most important, which is me spending time with the Lord. Because what sometimes we fail to realize is that joy is only found in his presence. Come on. I can go with my friends and find happiness. I can spend time with my husband and find happiness. But joy is only found in the presence of the Lord. So when I prioritize spending time with the Lord, rather that's in my word and prayer, just in meditating on something the Lord has, you know, given me and just digging deeper into it to see what is he speaking to my spirit? That's where the joy is found. Mm. That's where the joy is found. That's what I'm, I'm realizing for myself. Mm -hmm. And I I think that for me, the misconception has been, that I was doing enough. And what I had to realize is that, is there really a time where you can say, I spent enough time with the Lord? Ooh, come on. I spent enough time in my word. I spent enough time praying today. The word tells us to pray continually without ceasing. Yeah. All throughout the day. There's never too much. You know, we've heard that in the church, but you're doing too much. (laughs) But for me, and for me to enjoy joy and be able to reside there, there's never too much. Mm -hmm. And what I'm what I'm understanding, what I'm learning is that it doesn't matter what anybody else's walk looks like. Yeah. It doesn't matter what anybody else decides to do with their in their relationship with the Lord. This is my personal relationship with the Lord. And while I thank my, my parents because they raised us knowing, I'm talking about me and my siblings, knowing that the relationship is what's important. The relationship with the Lord is what's important. But it wasn't until just several years ago where I really had to understand that I wasn't doing enough. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I am now when I think about just 
understanding what the joy of the Lord really looks like. For me, it's just knowing how to put aside things that will be happy, you know, cause me happiness, but seek joy. Mm. And, and it's a choice. You know, joy is a choice. Yeah. And I have to understand that everybody's not choosing joy. And that's okay. That's that's their decision to make. But I I know that I need joy, especially for you need joy, especially for where God is wanting to take you and for the people he wants you to to reach. You need joy. We need joy. Mm-hmm. We don't need bouts of happiness and ups and downs. We need to be able to show that there is a that we serve a God that is able to no matter what's going on in our life. We have joy on the mountaintops. And we have joy when we're in the valley. Yeah. And we have to be able to demonstrate that. And the only way that we can is when we spend time in the presence of the Lord. And so that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm learning even the more as yeah. I get older and as I experience different things in my life, I'm learning even the more how important that joy is for me. Yeah. When you were talking about, you know, that phase where you felt like, oh, I'm doing enough. Right. It, it's almost I, what came to my mind is according to who, like, who is your standard? Who, who is it? Who is your standard? Because if you're comparing yourself to other people, well, I'm doing more than so-and-so. I'm doing more than why is someone's, why is a fallible person your standard? That's not your standard. God is your standard. standard. You want to be perfect as he is perfect. Mm-hmm. That word perfect means mature. You are to be mature as he is mature, not according to what Taisha is doing, not according to what PBJ is doing, because we are we are imperfect. Do not compare yourself to us. We are not your standard. He is the standard. And if he is the standard, that means we will never meet it. I press towards the mark. It's a continual Mm -hmm. press. It's a continual press because that standard is not reachable as long as we're in these flesh suits, right? right. right. But we continue to pursue it, not because Mm -hmm. he keeps moving the marker, not because he needs us to pursue it, but, but because we need to pursue it. That's right. That's where the joy is found. Is in his presence. In the press, it's in his presence. That's the only place joy is found. Come on. It's not one of many. <laughs> okay, so you are an accomplished realtor. Like you're not playing no games, not right? Game. We don't play games over here. You're, you're not playing no games. You're an accomplished realtor. Um, you have made money, you have won awards, you have mentored and trained other people. So you mean to tell me joy wasn't found in any of those oh accomplishments? Wow. Wow, did you put it like that? <laughs> Ooh. Happiness was found in them. That's right. I was ex- extremely excited. Happy. Happiness was found in them. Ooh, but joy. When you put it like that, I will say that that's those times where you, you confuse happiness with joy and they're just not the same. And they're just not the same. And I think one, now that you bring it up in that way, one of the reasons why I know that there was happiness there, but joy was lacking was because it goes back to the expression of gifts that me and you have had conversations about. And all those things, I am expressing the giftings that God has placed within me to do those things as I serve other people. But at the same time, for some reason, I felt as though I had to compartmentalize myself. Goes back to what you said. I'm going to be this real estate agent and I'm operating in this vein. Then over here, I want to encourage people in the Lord. And, And then over here, I want to do. Had I understood that. They all go together. Yeah. Then then I know that there would have been joy throughout that journey. And not just thoughts of happiness. But like it goes back to trying to compartmentalize. It does. Yeah. It does. And and I wanted to say it that way because listening to this podcast, we have many accomplished women. Mm. Accomplished women who love God. Yeah. 
listen to this podcast. And sometimes we feel like, well, the next Mm -hmm. accomplishment will fill this void. Mm -hmm. The next degree, the next award, the next major sale, the next accomplishment. Mm -hmm. If I can just get to the next one, this one didn't do it. But if I can just get to the next one, it'll fill that void. And as women who have accomplished much, praise the Lord, thank God for it. As women who have accomplished much, we're here to tell you that only God. Only God. And and even when you said it like say it like that, you're happy there, but then what else is being neglected or what else is being what else are we not paying attention to or what else are we not don't have our hands on because we're focused here on on the accomplishments, on the next accomplishment or the next thing or the, the next award or 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 the next feat, whatever that looks like. And sometimes we can find ourselves in that in that mode of just going, going, going. And so even for me in that, I realized that, yes, accomplished here, but what what else was not um, getting my attention? Come on. Is, was it my marriage? Was it my children? Was it my own self-care? Taking care of, taking care of my mind? Taking care of my body? Yeah. So we also have to look at what are we saying no to while we're over here saying yes? Because I feel like when we sit down, like you said earlier, and we surrender it all and say, okay, God, show me how to do this. Show, Show me how to do this. Show me how to do this. And he starts showing me how to do this and how to do, how to be the real estate agent, how to be the wife, how to be the mother, how to be the coach how to be the, the the instructor, how to be the speaker. He had to show me how to do mm-hmm. that. So that, again, we weren't compartmentalizing so that there can be joy found in all of it. Tailor-made. And not feeling like I did this now. Let me go do this. Let me find the energy to go do this. Yeah. Joy, joy is an everlasting fountain. Yes. So we don't have to go find the energy. There's a wellspring flowing. And and even you mentioned earlier, even on whether the day is good or whether the day is tough. You have an everlasting fountain on the inside of you. So we no longer allow our emotions Mm -hmm. to be tugged from one side to the other. And if we do, and if we Mm -hmm. do, we we can quickly come back to center because of this wellspring of joy. Taisha, how do we protect our joy? How do we maintain joy? Because life be lifing. All day long. (laughs) All day long. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Transparent moment. Before we hopped on, oh my, I was feeling some kind of way. <laughs> because my morning, it started off and then it kind of it 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 tried to derail itself. And I could feel myself going getting agitated and a little irritated. And I did. I had a little bit of attitude this morning. No, one little. I had an attitude this morning. (laughs) I had an attitude this morning. I think that one of the things that to protect us on that roller coaster ride is one is we have to protect what we take in. Uh, Protect what we listen to. What are we listening to? Protect what we're seeing. What are we? What are we reading? What are we putting our eyes on? What are What are we looking at? So, to me, I know that when I protect what's coming in, I'm more conscious of what's going out. Yes, ma'am. When I know that I've taken time to again pray. Read, read my read my word, whether it's a scripture or several scriptures or whatever God lays on my heart to do. When I do that and I'm protecting what we call our gates. Yes. When I'm protecting them. I am able to acknowledge when I'm going sideways quicker. Yes, ma'am. And bring it back. Yeah. So for me, I think that 
it's more so becoming a matter of protecting what's coming in. So then I can be more cognizant of what's going out and not just what's going out my mouth, but just just my body language, what's going out in general. Yeah, because I can feel when I start feeling like that, the Holy Spirit quickly comes in and quickens me. Oh, yeah. And brings me right back, like you said, to center. And for me, bring me right, right, right back to centers, bring me right back to gratitude to saying, God, I, but I thank you. I thank you. And forgive me. <laughs> yes. Forgive yes. me. And I thank I thank you. I thank you for even just bringing it to my attention. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. what you're describing is this is not a walk of perfection. Mm-mm. We rebuke that. This is not a walk of perfection. This mm-hmm. is not a I'm floating on clouds and I'm joyful every moment and I never get an attitude mm-hmm. and I never get what I call a little crunchy. Yeah. We all get a little crunchy. OK, this we sure is, do. but but the key <laughs> is to recognize it. Yeah. To be aware enough mm-hmm. of myself and my soul. To know where I'm going in a different direction and not to continue Mm -hmm. in that direction, but to disrupt that pattern and get back to peace, get back to peace, get back to joy, get back to gratitude. Mm -hmm. Right. So this walk with Mm -hmm. God is is that it's a walk. It's a walk with God and your children are going to frustrate you. Your spouse is going to frustrate you. People that you work with, like things are going to happen. Your schedule is not going to go the way you plan. Like things are going to happen. Things are going and even more serious things may come up in life. But the key, the key is to recognize, to have that connection with Holy Spirit that will that will convict your heart and say, no, come back, come back. Come back. back. Don't go that direction. Don't don't meditate there. Don't focus there. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. there. You might go there, but you don't have to stay stay there. Don't stay there. Come back to peace. Come back to Mm. gratitude. So come back to the spring. Come back. um, Mm. The scripture that says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. It literally means to set up a guard around your soul. It's not talking Mm. about the heart that beats, but Mm -hmm. it's talking about your emotions, your will, um, your mind. Set up a guard around your soul so that you Mm. know that you have some control over what's coming in. Because the key is not the key is not what's coming out. It's what's coming in. It's what what goes in. Yeah, so you gotta guard what goes in in order to manage what comes out. And you know that what that that's gonna look different for everybody. What it takes for you to guard your soul may be different than what it takes me. Yeah. And that goes back to that question of who decided what what enough was? (laughs) Because what what is gonna take for you could be different. Than mm-hmm. me, I might have to go through some extra steps. It it might look like fasting. Come it, on, you know, weekly. It may look like fasting every time that I'm prompt to fast. And you know, I keep I keep communion on my desk because I know that there mm-hmm. are times that I am prompt. It's not every day. It's not every day, but there are times when the Holy Spirit says, "Go downstairs, get a communion cup, pray." Yeah remember. Mm. And I have to come down here and I will get one and I will sit with it and I will thank God and I will pray. And I know for me, when I, when I'm obedient to do that, I can feel the energy in my body shifting. Yes, ma'am. Out of the obedience of doing it, I can feel the energy in my body shifting. But what if I say, no, I'm not. I'm, I got other things to do. I don't have time to go. I'm already running late. I'm, I, I got something else I need to do. I don't have time to do that today. It's in those moments where it can go anyway. Yeah. But being yeah. willing to be obedient to acknowledge the Holy Spirit saying, oh, come on, come on back. Come on back. Let's get this. Let's get this right. Let's get this right. You know, so obedience plays a big part in the joy that we choose or not. Come on. 
the joy that we choose or not. Oh, yeah. Taisha, I, we're probably going to keep talking because that's what we do. <laughs> um, but we do have to let the folks go before yeah. we go. I want you to tell us, how do you define disruption? Oh, so the way that I define disruption is stepping outside of your comfort zone. And the reason why I define disruption that way is because I feel that the minute that you decide and make a choice to step outside of your comfort zone and allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit, for me, anything's liable to happen. Anything's liable to happen. So when we think about the disruption, we're thinking about, I think about things being shaken up for the good. I think about things just being interrupted for the good. And I think that when God takes us out of our comfort zone, he's like, we're about to disrupt some things. We're about to shake it up. I got you uncomfortable. I'm about to I'm about to have you step into some unknown territory so that you can shake some things up and become disruptive. Yeah. And it's such a good way. So that's what disruption means for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I need to ask you one more question. And if you want me to if you want me to cut this, I will. But it's been bugging me the whole time. So I'm gonna be obedient. Um, a few weeks ago, you had a dream about a dark room. Yes. Would you mind sharing that dream and that revelation with us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I, I had a dream that God had given me. And um, I was in a, a warehouse looking room, uh, similar to your Costco or your Sam's warehouse. And I walked into this room and it was dark. And so you can imagine what a big warehouse looks like when it's dark. You, you can't see anything. You just can feel that it's a massive room. Well, as I began to walk into the room, I can see that there were people of all ages, children, adults, and they were uh, standing still like mannequins is what mm. they looked like in the dream. They were frozen in place and whatever activity they were doing, they were frozen in that in that place. So everybody was doing something different and, and they were all frozen. And I began to walk through this warehouse and just really wondering why everybody was standing still, but also more so wondering why the lights were off, because it was such a big space. And as I began to walk past the people and, and looked at them in their state, I also uh, began to walk to the wall so I can turn lights on. Just really at that time was for me to be able to see what was in that room. And so I began to turn the lights on. And you know, in a big warehouse, how lights kind of come on in sections. They kind of come on in rows. So all the lights didn't come on at one time. But as the lights began to illuminate and, and shine in the building, people began to start moving. They began to resume whatever activity it was that they were doing. So as the lights progressively turned on throughout the the warehouse, everyone just came back to life and nobody saw me, um, but I was watching them. And I noticed that in the far corner of the room, the light switch had not been turned on yet. And so I walked over there and there was a gentleman and he was holding a basketball And I flipped the light switch in the room that he was in. And he began to just start bouncing the basketball. And I stood there and I looked at all these people and here they are moving and doing their regular activities. And I just began to wonder why, why, why were they even in the dark in the first place? Why were they in the dark in the first place? And I didn't know. And I I didn't have an answer for it at that time. But what I knew was it was time for me to go. (laughs) So I started turning the lights off in the warehouse. And as I turned the lights off in the warehouse, I noticed that everybody froze again. And so I turned all the lights off and I left. And I got up that morning and I laughed a little bit because I felt like maybe a pizza drink. (laughs) What was that really about? And I laughed a little bit about it. But as I got up that morning and I got ready to go, I was headed to Pilates class. And the Holy Spirit said as I was driving, turn around and go back home. Mm. And I said to myself, 
go back home. Like I'm going to Pilates, like I'm not going back home. And then the Holy Spirit said again, go back home. One of the things I've been praying about previous to this was about obedience. When God tells me to do something to just do it and not need to have so many answers or reasons behind why. And the second time the Holy Spirit said, turn back around and go home, I began to compromise. I was like, I'm going to lose this Pilates credit. Pilates credit is money. <laughs> I said, I don't want to, if I turn around and I lose this Pilates credit, it better be good when I get home. That was just my, my humor to myself as I was talking out loud to the Holy Spirit. But I did. I turned my car around the second time that he told me to turn my car around. I turned my car around and I came back home, not really knowing what I was coming back home to do. I thought maybe, okay, we're going to do some stretches in the living room or something. So as I'm walking in your house, the Holy Spirit is like, get your journal and just go sit on the floor in the living room. So I get my journal book and I go sit on the floor in the living room. And I'm just sitting there and he, I, I could feel his spirit was like, no music, no talking. Mm-hmm. I want you to sit here and listen to me. Mm-hmm. And as I sat there, list, just sat there for a minute. And it's one of the things that I struggled with is how to quiet myself, just quiet myself to just listen, to listen to what the Lord is telling me and what the Lord is directing me to. But on this day, I felt a sense of calm. I just felt like my whole body was quiet and still, even my mind was quiet and and I didn't feel any, you know, all the the noise. And as I sat there, the Holy Spirit began to minister to me and said, and brought back the dream back to my remembrance, every single part of it. And as he began to show me the dream and show me that the people were not moving, the Holy Spirit said, you need to tell the people that they can move in the dark. And at first, I didn't really understand. I just began to write everything that the Lord was giving me. And he said, tell the people that they can move in the dark. And when I began to think about that, and as the Holy Spirit began to reveal it more to me, not just did he show me myself, but he showed me so many reasons why people get stuck in the dark. We get stuck in the dark. One the reasons that we talked about today, we're trying to live up to other people's expectations and we get lost. That's dark. We're, we're lost. We get lost in darkness there. We're disappointed. We are confused. We don't know which way to go. We've had things happen in our life that, that has caused trauma beyond anyone's that they can even think anything imaginable. We've had experiences that have called us to get stuck. We've had Things happen to us that we can't even explain. And so we just stop. We, we freeze with fear. And the Holy Spirit said, tell them that they can move in the dark. We don't have to get stuck in one spot when we feel like we've lost our way or, or we're confused or we're stuck. But we can still move. But the key is and that is that one reason why we don't move is because we get so caught up in how the Holy Spirit showed it to me is we get so caught up in being able to see everything with our eyes. We get so caught up with the need to have to see the next step. And I knew that not only was he just talking to me to share this with other people, but he was talking directly to me because we feel like I can't take another step unless I can see it. Unless I know exactly what this is going to turn out to be. If I, If I can see what you're doing, God, then yes, I'm going to move. If I can see the door to to turn the doorknob, I'll I'll go out the door. If I can see the staircase, I'll take the step. And the Holy Spirit just began to remind me of the scripture that we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm -hmm. And that there is nothing that he has called us to do that needs our natural vision. Everything that he has called us to do is by faith. If we needed, if our natural vision was required, then we wouldn't need a savior. We There will be no need for him to send the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in all things. Because I don't need somebody to guide me when I can see for myself. Come on. And so for me, when God just began to reveal that dream to me, there's There's so many people and myself included. I was in that place where I had to see to move because it was dark, not dark. And and hear me because I'm not talking about dark because of sin. 
I'm not talking about it's dark because you're living this life of sin. You're living, you know, this life that, you know, you weren't created to live. I'm talking about just life. Yeah. Has you stuck. And that that feels dark. I remember when my brother died. That had nothing to do with me living in sin. That was dark. Yeah. I lost someone that meant everything to me. That was dark. I was stuck. I was stuck. I was stuck. I didn't move for a long time. Yeah. I I didn't move. I didn't know how to move. And so when we find ourselves in places like that, from loss and, and loss of job, grieving things that you thought should have been, that are not, whether it's a job, whether it's, it could be anything because we can grieve anything that we, that we lose. All those things get, can get us to a place where it gets dark around us and we get stuck and we stop moving. But in that dream, when God showed it to me and revealed it to me, at the end of the day, what I know he wanted me to get up off that floor with are two things. Don't let my circumstances, the situation or what it looks like to stop me from moving. And the second thing was, remember, I don't need eyes on this journey. I just need faith. And in that faith, I need to continue to stay in his presence so I can hear his voice, so I can recognize it because he's speaking to us. And if I just walk in that direction, if I just walk, continue to walk in that direction, it, it's going to get light. Yeah. I'm not going to be in confusion always. I'm not going to be in turmoil always. I'm not going to be grasping for straws always. I'm not going to be in bouts of happiness and sadness and emotional roller coaster always. But I have to keep on listening and being led. And I can't worry about what I can't see. I can't worry about what I can't see. And I have to understand that things I do see don't even concern me. Amen. Yeah. So we have to, we have to walk in the dark. And I had a, this weekend, um, a pastor mentioned, she said that at one point in time in her life, she felt like she was in the basement and her, her mother made the comment, you know, you're, you're in the basement because that's where her, her emotions were. That's where, that's where she felt she was in the basement. And we spoke. And even in that, there's joy in the basement. Yeah. There's joy. We can experience joy in the darkness. Yeah. But we have to keep on moving. It's just like stagnant water. Life, there's no life in stagnant water. There's no life. You, it, there's no life in stagnant water. There's life in water that's flowing, that's moving. When we become stagnant, there's 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 no life in that. Yeah. So we have to continue to move. We have to. Ooh, amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I know somebody needed it. Um, I, somebody listening needed to hear that. I need to yeah. hear it again. Um, You're absolutely welcome. I love you. I love you too. This was so, this was good for, this was good for me this morning. This was good for me to mm-hmm. reflect and remember why mm-hmm. we're on this journey and what it's really about. What it's really about. What That's it's really right. about. That's so right. I thank you because this was for me today. Mm. Amen. Yeah.
Taisha, you have to tell the people how to find you, how to follow <laughs> you, how to listen to your podcast. Yeah. Please let them know. Yes. So I am on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Taisha, T-I-E-S-H-A underscore A Andrews. And my podcast is called Amplified Impact because that's what we're doing. We are amplifying our impact. And so that's I can be found um, Apple um, Podcasts and Spotify and um, I think we're almost wherever podcasts are, iHeartRadio. So I'm excited. That's a new journey for me, podcasting. And so I would definitely be appreciative if you come on over and listen and just um, show me some encouragement yes. <laughs> so I can continue on, you know, just being obedient to what God is telling me to do in this season in that space. Amen. Amen. Listen, all the links are going to be in the show notes. So y'all go over and download and follow Amplified Impact. Make sure you go to Instagram and follow Taisha. Mm -hmm. And sister, I'm going to close with this. I want you to be encouraged. Keep sowing the seed and keep being obedient because the obedience is Mm -hmm. the success. Yes. Yes. Obedience is the success. Every time mm-hmm. he tells you to crack a mic, crack that mic. Crack a mic. <laughs> Every time he tells you to record something, record it and Do post it. it. Because Amen. obedience is the success. Mm-hmm. And he's not a he's not a man that he shall lie. Never. Every seed that you sown has to be multiplied back in harvest because that's what he said. That's his word. That's what he said. Listen, we got to let y'all go. We got to let y'all start a whole nother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We will. will. As always, friend, you are powerful. You are significant. And you are so dearly Mm -hmm. loved. You can move in the dark. Keep moving towards his voice. Love y'all. Bye.